Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Show Me Potato Salad podcast. This show is brought to you by our good friends over at Clinkstone Brewery. I'm one of your hosts, JJ. With me today, we have Lupe Jr. and Keith. Later on the show, we also have pro golfer Michelle Thompson joining us. And as usual, we'll have our salad dressings of the week to round off the show. Make sure to check us out on all our socials to keep up to date with the podcast news. But before we start, I want to quickly give a, a wee plug to the, the uh, Clinkstone Brewery boys. They're doing a wee competition over on Facebook and Instagram. So go, and, go on their socials at Clinkstone Brewery. Go and check them out. You'll get some free beer. It's, you can't really complain about it, can you? It's always a winner. Definitely not. Wang. Always a, always a winner. But we've made it, boys. We've made it to episode 10. We did. We did. Didn't made think it we to this milestone. <laughs> <laughs> It's oh. pretty, well, I was going to say it's impressive. It's not really that impressive. No, it's, it's impressive for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's, ama- it's amazing that we've actually committed to this long. Yeah, I don't think I we actually realised that how much work was actually involved in a lot of effort. running it all and keeping the socials going and keeping everything going. It was a bit more than I thought there would be anyway. I know, it must I be, it hard. be, must be hard for you doing fuck all. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just difficult hearing you guys all moan about it. <laughs> I knew it would be, be a hard task, but there's a lot of times where you get home from normal work and you think, oh, fuck, I've got to go and do podcast stuff now. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. if anybody wants to fucking manage the show and do our socials and do our editing for free he also up. wants to like pay us enough money that we can pay our bills and then <laughs> yeah then we can just do it full time then just do it full time it won't be so bad yeah so if you like our shit chat just slide in the dms <laughs> <laughs> right so we'll, we'll move on from that a little bit as we mentioned last week we kind of we kind of touched on it we we dabbled Devil. but we are now we are now fully committed the SMPS does North Coast 500 is happening. It's happening, boys. We're doing it. it. Is. We've committed now. We've set, up the, we've set up the charity. <laughs> we've set up the charity page. So we're we're good to go. Who's going? Who's telling us? Who's telling the peeps out there that the charity? So as we've mentioned before, we've all um unfortunately been touched by the horrible disease that is cancer in one way or another so with seen only fit in as we like to support or drum up local businesses a little bit we've went with um clan cancer support which is like a northeast of scotland um it's uh, cancer support for people that are needing somewhere to stay or needing to go in and speak to people so we've gone with them we've we've emailed them and they've been nothing but amazing with kind of telling us if we need any help or we want any support with what we need to do to hit them up so yeah we've gone with clan so yeah that's which it. i'm super excited about i can't wait to yeah yeah all the links they just given and earn some pennies for them follow the, this episode as well like we'll put the links out for the just given page and everything on instagram and facebook so you can if you are so nice you can go and give us some money for the charity if yeah. you could yeah okay. so so the the plan is we'll leave july what did we say july, july 3rd, 3rd. Yep. july 3rd yeah. at least at least july 3rd we'll leave here i don't know if we'll start on july 3rd we might start july 4th yeah so I'm right you're thinking and we'll saturday. Go, drive up on the saturday which is july 3rd we'll be going clockwise round mm-hmm. we think we will that's that's the plan that's the plan anyway so we're our plan is obviously we'll do we'll go clockwise around the, the 500 miles we'll try and we'll, we're going to try do 100 miles a day so we're going to try and do it in five days which i know is it's a big ask it's a big ask but we, we've done our first our training first preparation today. training session today yeah. and all of our gooches are sore he can't feel his dick <laughs> <laughs> That's got nothing to do with the ride, though. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely need a new saddle. So yeah, we cycle from we cycle from Aberdeen to Bankray out uh, south north, east side road, north east side road, now north east side road, and then we came back from Bankray south east side road back onto King Street. Yeah. So what was it? it was like forty miles around trip. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. much. And we've done it in a pretty fast trip. pace, to be fair. I think we're we, bad we, considering for the first for none of us really doing cardio, obviously, because hockey is not happening and stuff for a while. We've, we've kind we've of not done cardio. Ourselves. We've not rode a bike in probably since I was like fourteen, like fifteen years. years. <laughs> so, yeah, 
we pushed ourselves pretty quick. Right, like, we, we set off pretty fast and we kept a quite a pretty fast pace the whole time. Which I was yeah. pretty surprised it was, And it was actually pretty enjoyable, all things considered. The weather wasn't... The it wasn't amazing. Us, so we got caught in a little hailstorm. But it gave what, us... What do you expect? Yeah, it gave us Scotland. a little bit of preparation. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So we got all the seasons in one day, really. Yeah, we, did. we didn't get just, just We didn't get summer, but uh, <laughs> we got the other. We got three. two minutes of sun, and then it was followed by the hailstones. That was shite. Because none <laughs> of us had glasses on, and I was fucking getting out of eyeballs. I did. I went full specky. Have you a specky prick? <laughs> oh, so am I. I just didn't wear my glasses. <laughs> but no, we'll uh, we'll probably announce that. Well, this show this show is coming. Out, this is Sunday just now, but this show will yeah. be coming out Tuesday. Tuesday so we'll probably 13th. announce that Tuesday. We'll say, Announce it Tuesday night. Tuesday night or Wednesday, Wednesday morning. Yeah, we'll put we'll we'll yeah, we'll put all the links up. We'll put the links that yeah, the links to the chat page and all this stuff. We'll I think make a wee announcement. I think as well from last week's podcast, like we've had a good response from people as well. Um, yeah, that we spoke to yeah, that we've spoken to. We've yeah. managed to secure our photographer and videographer for following us around, which is something which is, we didn't think use. we would get. No. Um, yeah. So. That's that's pretty good, I think. Um, so we'll try and get. That's, that's the thing. Well. Like he he went got to Yuki's, didn't he? he yeah, he brought me. So big up to Taylor Bradbrook. Um, he gave me a shout on Instagram, just saying, "Oh, are you guys looking for a, a photographer and videographer?" Um, so he's he's starting out doing all that sort of stuff. Um, so he's kind of looking on to obviously take a bit of experience with it. I think he's got drones and GoPros and everything. So I think we're hopefully going to get some really good content out of it. I'm more excited um, for watching him lean out the van window. <laughs> I just can't wait to have this wee drone just following me about. Can't wait for Keith to eat shit while he looks at the drone in amazement. <laughs> yeah, just cycle along for it. I think we should open a little book on who's going to eat shit first. <laughs> Like no, uh, nobody, nobody yeah. ate shit today, thankfully. No, which I was quite surprised no. about, to be fair. But not that I'll some t- of the cars I'll, overtaking I'll us didn't try. I told you, I told you, boys, but obviously listeners don't know about my wee mishap on <laughs> Saturday when I <laughs> took, took the bike out. So I just got the bike on Friday. Yeah. So I decided on Saturday, like where I'm staying, I'm like two miles outside of Ellen. So I decided, right, I'll go. I'll go a quick John into Allen. Had stuff to pick up, so I was like, "I'll go a quick John on the bike just to get used to it, get get my kind of knack of it, like take off the, a bit of the rust from it being about sixteen years." So I've gone in, everything's fine. I'm getting so it's obviously clipping pedals, so I was getting used to that, and it was going well. It was going so well, I was feeling good. I was like, oh, "I'm getting used to this. This is not Feel bad." Yourself. And then I got a wee bit too. Uh, too confident and then there's traffic going by and i thought it's fine i'll just balance the bike quite the thing here we go completely forgot that i was clipped in (laughs) stopped and just tipped decked it what way did you go did you go onto the road or onto the pavement no 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 so i was at a junction no so i luckily the junction was quite big so Mm. i went onto the road because i was turning right so I went onto the road, but luckily there was no one behind me, but there's probably about a good four or five cars must have seen me up. <laughs> <laughs> my, dad's, my dad's in front of me, just like hears this big clatter, turns around and just pisses himself off. And as you go, like, <laughs> just imagine big Pete sitting there what a fucking dickhead. <laughs> as he zooms off on the electro bike. Uh, he has to not yeah. cycle at all. Yeah. Oh, his, his electrics weren't working. Ha! <laughs> So I thought I thought he was going to be streaks ahead, but he was he was playing catch up the whole time. So like, <laughs> yeah, before we before we move on, I guess and stuff, we'll just thank everyone. So we're we'll be announcing it Tuesday or Wednesday. With all the the details for sponsoring and whatnot. If it'd be great if anyone could sponsor us. Obviously, we're not going to big. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to make anyone sponsor us. But let me say, if you could, it'd be great. We've had great response from everyone even people that we know that are cycling have gave us some great i was waiting for them to all be like what are you doing you bunch of idiots but yeah so far they've all been really positive to be fair they're just being yeah. nice and grand. Just being polite because they're like well he's committed now but yeah i'll give a quick shout out as well our boy Stuart finley because he's helped he helped us source a wee bike for you junior so which i broke the day after 
Successful <laughs> first ride all around for you, boys. I got a, I bought a bike, but the guy had since 2016, and it looked brand new, and I, it looked like it had never been ridden, and I broke it within half an hour of on my first ride, and I was like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but thankfully, he helped me fix it, so... Shout out to that guy, by the way. He <laughs> yeah. sounds like he's been an absolute legend. I think as well, um, obviously, if there's any like people on here like that listen that own a company or whatever that's involved in cycling or anything as such as that, we're we're looking at getting ourselves some custom uh some cycling minis. bibs and stuff. Yeah. So even if you don't want to like sponsor us in a way of giving towards a charity, if you want to help us in that sense, we'll plaster your name all over our gear. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to do that. So yeah. Yeah. So big up, big up everyone that's helped us so far, but the, uh, the journey for us starts now. <laughs> and if you see us out on the road cycling in our full Lycra gear, hit me so I don't toot. have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> break my bike, break my life. <laughs> <laughs> Right, awesome boys. So uh, that'll that'll move us on to our guest nicely. This episode is brought to you by Ice Sports Caledonia, the exclusive importers of Fisher ice hockey equipment for the northeast of Scotland. Check them out on Facebook at Ice Sports Caledonia with a web shop coming soon. Enjoy the interview. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Diving into the salable with us today, we have Aberdeen's very own female shooter, McGavin, Michelle Thompson. How are we doing, Michelle? Yeah, not too bad. I love the intro. Shooter. <laughs> so, Michelle, every week we, we kind of we have a guest dive into salable with us. We take it right back to where it all began. So when was the first time that you kind of picked up a club and thought to yourself, I can make a career of this? Um, I, well, I started playing golf when I was 11 um, and it just out of like luck, basically. I We lived not far from Ellen Golf Club and my dad was a member there and um, we went down and I, I used to pull his trolley along and just kind of, you know, just wander along the fairway and just pull the trolley. And one of the days I just said, oh, give me a shot. And, you know, and he threw down a ball, picked up a four iron and absolutely nailed this four iron. And he's like, I bet you can't do that again. And I was like, I bet I can. And just fell down, did it exactly at the same time. He's like, oh shit, I better, like, I better get you a half set of clubs. And I was like, all right, no worries. So I just started playing from there. And that was, that was the start of, of it all. It sounds like a, bit, a little bit better introduction to golf than what me and uh, yeah. Ewan got. We were, we just we got forced, forced golf. You <laughs> <laughs> will play golf. Time hit the ball, and then it was the club went further than the ball half the time. I think if it had gone badly, I think my dad still would have forced me into it. <laughs> <laughs> so did you like, how does it work when you're younger? So so we're not kind of familiar with the golfing let's see. Did you, did you just like kind of practice for a while and then get into kind of tournament stuff or how does it all work? So um, I used to play with my dad and my brother quite a bit um, as a junior. They kind of took me around and then I, like they joined me as a member of Ellen and I, I played like all the junior medals and every Thursday I'd turn up and you know they'd put all the girls together and we'd go out and play nine holes or whatever and then it kind of got a bit more serious as I was like 15 started entering all the competitions and started doing well and then um, it kind of took off from there really. Awesome so growing up was there was there any kind of female golfers that you looked up to and what will it why were they your kind of ideas? Um, I think like the, the my first very first idol probably would have been Katrina Matthew just because she's obviously the famous Scottish golfer who had won the British Open and you know she she was kind of the one that I looked up to the most just because she was from Scotland but um, I think Annika Sonstam was obviously a worldwide kind of star she was winning everything and then she started competing with the guys you know so from there <laughs> um, you know, she, she, from Sweden as well, being European, she was somebody that you kind of looked up to and wanted to be like her. Um, she probably hit the ball the furthest and was was winning all the time. So you kind you wanted to be like her all, the, you know. And um, but definitely, Katrina Matthew was probably probably my favourite. Yeah, it's nice to have some kind of female golfers to look up to because it, obviously it's quite a niche sport. Even even well for us anyway, but also for females, it's pretty 
it's a fairly niche sport. Yeah, I think, you know, I'd love to be able to get more people involved in it, you know, because I still don't think there's enough females from Scotland play. And, you know, and I don't think there's enough people that know about us either. You know, like yeah. when you guys asked me to come on here, I was like shocked. So I was like, oh, they even know who I am. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, it, you know, it's nice to obviously be invited on. And I just want obviously to do what I can to make people aware you know, of the sport and get more people involved. 100%. Yeah. So talk us through then a day in the life of a pro golfer. So like maybe like during tour and then when in between tours and things, how, how did your days go? Um. Well, obviously like, you're, like say like this year, obviously we're going to start in May and our, our season <clears> starts May to December. Um, we're going to have like 26 events, I think, between between that time. Um, obviously what my day-to-day kind of thing would be you know in the morning like I I'm more into the gym now than I probably was before um like the older you get the more you think oh I should maybe be doing a bit more you know <laughs> I can hardly move but yeah it's fine um so I like I like to obviously do the gym in the morning and then I practice I pretty much practice all day obviously dependent weather dependent um yeah, that's kind of like, you know, I'll play 18 holes or I'll play nine holes and or I'll practice, I'll do practice putting, I'll practice chipping, you know, I do everything, you know. But it's it's a bit different to having like a nine to five job. You know, I can decide what I want to do, like when or how much I want to do or how little I want to do. And I think the better that I want to be, the more I have to practice. You know, talent can only get you so far, I think. And yeah. you guys probably know yourselves from the sports that you play. You know, you can only be so good at something without having to work at it, you know. Oh, yeah, I definitely have no talent. <laughs> Keith's talent is starting a new sport and then giving up. <laughs> Do you find with the way golf's going now, the gym plays a really big part into that? Uh, I think, obviously, as you know, um, Bryson has obviously uh, turned a corner with it and everybody's yeah. kind of looking at him, you know, and he seems to be getting, like... Uh, like a sorry for swim but he seems to be getting a lot of kit for it basically you know and like I kind of look at it and I think well I didn't really like him before but the more I like uh kind of see him the more I like him you know like like I was watching him a couple of uh, weeks ago hitting it over the water like 450 and you're like makes people want to watch I can't so, even hit a driver straight never mind swing it that fast <laughs> and hit it 400 yards we can throw the club straight it's fine you know, when you when you look at like where he's hitting it, the line he's taking it off the tee and the line that Lee Westwood's taking off the tee, it's completely two different, like, yeah. two different worlds. Yeah. You know, um, I think like yeah, I think you know, um, looking at him has kind of made people get into the gym a bit more because I think when I started, people weren't bothered about the gym. It was like, oh, I'm just going to play. I'm going to try and do this. I'm going to try and do that. And there was nothing to do with the gym. You know. I was thinking about the other day with the likes of Bryson. Do you think they'll start to possibly start changing the way the course is made? So obviously he's his like percentage for hitting fairways is way lower than most, but because he's hitting it so far, it he's doesn't matter. Green half the time. Yeah, I, th- I, I don't know. Like there's only so much they can do with, like you know, making a course longer. Yeah, yeah, and it's like defeats the purpose for everybody else that can't yeah. drive greens within two shots so. imagine a thousand <laughs> yard pie five How miserable <laughs> that that's a definite well, oh. that. like i think the 18th at trump's like six seven six or something from the back <laughs> which is like ridiculous you know but you know there's only a set amount of people that can hit it that far mm-hmm. you know so when they look at it and they say you know oh we need to change this we need to change that well you can count on like two hands how many people can hit it that far. So mm-hmm. for the rest of us, it's actually the courses are actually fine. Yeah, you know, right. it's just, it's just them that are kind of hitting it a bit further. But people like to see birdies. You know, that's what people want. Nobody wants to see anybody hitting shooting eighty six down somewhere. You know, like yeah, yeah. You're not going to watch telly to see that. You know, unless it's like a U.S. Open where you like to, or the Open. You know, where you like to see the guys yeah. struggle a little bit. You know, <laughs> but. On a, on a weekly basis, you like to see people playing well. You know, you like this. Yeah. Like, I think with the ladies, like, sometimes they make the courses too long, you know, and, like, the guys are going into par fives with, like, irons. We'll never, ever do that. You know, they don't, <laughs> like, I don't know why it's, like, one thing for them and one thing for us. You know, you think, well, yeah. 
they, they want to see us shooting 20 under for four rounds, you know, like mm-hmm. let us do it. But sometimes it's just not the case. I don't know why. Yeah. So we obviously just speaking there, like your day-to-day life within golf, how do you relax outside of golf? Yeah, I love, I love football. I spent probably with this lockdown, I think I've spent like 18 hours of my day watching football. <laughs> it, feels like, it feels like I've just been watch, constantly watching football. But um, yeah, obviously I'm an Aberdeen fan and a Man United fan. And um, my partner's brother plays for Cove. So every Saturday seems to be uh, that we're watching watching them. So um, it's actually been quite good. You know, I've, I've, I have missed it and I've kind of missed going. So um that's how I do most most of my relaxing basically I do that and um hopefully they can win league one I'm right thinking it's Mitch Megason isn't it yeah it's Mitch Megason yeah yeah they were they were uh did you watch the Rangers game yeah we did yeah we were was it? like yeah it was a little it was bit tough. disappointing <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was very tough I think but then I think it makes you realize like with how you know, hard harder the leagues get as you go, you know, and I think they didn't have a full strength team and they didn't I don't think they played their full team really because the, of played, didn't they? Comp, mm. yeah, the compact yeah. um how the league schedule is, I think, and it just showed, you know, with with Jamie Masson getting injured as well, which is a nightmare for them, I think. Um so yeah, it was disappointing because I think obviously the next round after that they would have had Celtic. So Yeah. They've kind of had a hard, hard run of it. I think all these kind of teams that have played the Premiership, they've not really played in months and they've just been thrown into this competition. Yeah, I think, tough. I think you know, like, um, I think it would have been better if Cove could have got their game with the Rangers played before it got scrapped again, you know, um, and yeah. then they would have had that in between the, you know, the league games as well, but... Unfortunate for them, kind of came in the middle of a six-game run or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to jump it on to your career a little bit then. So we're wanting to know what's one thing in the world of golf you'd love to achieve, like one of your main goals in golf? Um, I would love to win a British Open. Um, Obviously, it's probably one of the biggest achievements that you can gain from from being a professional golfer. But I would also, um, team-wise, I'd like to get into the Solheim Cup obviously being the Ryder Cup, uh, the ladies' version of Ryder Cup. Um, I think I've had my best results as part of a team, so I think it would just be uh, like it would be an amazing achievement before I, before I retire, I think. And obviously you've touched on um, things with regards to sort of the differences between sort of the the course lengths and these sorts of things, and, you know, you may like to change aspects of that, but is there anything in golf, anything else in golf that you'd like really like to see change? Um, that's really difficult I think but um, I love golf the way it is but I'd like to see obviously we're never going to ha- achieve like the same prize money ever like that'll never happen that's kind of way out of our league I think but I'd like the gap to kind of close a little bit um, you know like the ladies played a major in America last week and the winner was like 500,000, which is obviously amazing. But then you look at the guys week, week on week and they're, I think the guys were winning 1.8 million, I think, I think for winning. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. a massive difference. And I'm not exactly sure what we can do to kind of close that gap. You yeah. know, I think the more people that obviously watch us, yeah. um, mm-hmm. we kind of have to make that back, you know, or, or you know, the, there's some sort of marketing that we have to do to try and achieve that. But, I'm not exactly sure how, yeah. how, how you achieve it, you know. And it maybe cycles back to, I suppose, what you were saying about sort of growing the game, you know, introducing more people to the game. The bigger the volume are, the bigger the competition gets, the the more sort of heated the competition gets as well, I suppose, if, if all that talent's coming in. I, I would hope so. I think, like, obviously one day it'll get a little bit closer. And, it, and like, this year, obviously, we, we've got 26 events and a lot of our tournaments are actually worth a lot of money in it whereas a couple of years back you know it was nowhere near what it is now which it's obviously getting better which is great it's obviously great for me as well the likes of even like the Solheim Cup and stuff I've seen that promoted way more in the past few years than it ever has been yeah I think um obviously when it was at Glen Eagles I think that did like obviously did it the world a good I think and obviously the fact that it went down to like the last putt on the last green 
you know it makes it more exciting for people to watch as well and then yeah, the more that yeah. happens the more people will get involved yeah so kind of within golf as a whole what's been a kind of for you a personal moment that stood out whether it be kind of meeting someone or winning something what's kind of been the, the um i think uh last year probably winning this the saudi team event i wasn't having a particularly great year i think and um winning that event obviously was great because we'd had kind of lockdown before that which we hadn't really been earning much money and then kind of we started again in august um played the Scottish Open and then I played my first British Open which was so weird because there was no family or no like no friends there to watch it was in Scotland as well at Troon which is probably one of the best golf courses that you could probably ever play a British Open with no fans which is really weird but um so obviously that was a good highlight but then obviously then going to Saudi and winning the team um competition and earning a bit of money from there allowed me to kind of relax a bit a bit um knowing that if there was another lockdown I wouldn't have to worry kind of about money or anything you know which which was great mm-hmm. um I've had I've had a few highlights but it's, it's really difficult to pick a few <laughs> see what you're saying there obviously you've played a couple of tournaments with no fans or family or anything there is does it feel weird or is it just like feel more of like going out on a Sunday Saturday or Sunday and having like a leisurely game of golf with a bit of competition it's it definitely definitely different um I think especially like that was my first British Open playing um and I think like see if there was fans there I would have been absolutely shitting my pants <laughs> like I was still doing that but because there was like no one there it just felt like a normal tournament but obviously you, I knew it was a British Open but I just think like I hit a decent shot off the first, but I almost missed it, you know, because I was like so nervous. But I can just imagine, say there was like a thousand people <laughs> kind of up that first fairway. I think, you know, it might have been, might have felt a little bit different. But yes, it is definitely weird. Um, so I'm hoping that this year can get back to normal and we can have a few people out watching. The, the, likes of, the likes of golf is such a mental kind of game in itself. Do you think having no fans there somewhat helps? Um, I, I personally prefer people watching. Um, not that it kind of gives you that extra to kind of do well, but um, it's just nice, you know, if you hit a good shot or whatever, and you get kind of a little a little clap or whatever. It's nice to know that you've kind of hit a good shot. Yeah. Um, and especially like I suppose if you if you were to win, you know, it was really weird in Saudi. There was some people there watching, but not really that many you know and we'd obviously won and it was a bit like oh yeah like you know we've won. <laughs> um, well, that'd be a nice aspect to any job wouldn't it you do something and, and you get a nice round of applause for it. like i'd love that day to day how good would that be around the golf with these guys you got a pat on the back for taking a <laughs> yeah. nice shot you get a score on that <laughs> we don't take many nice shots it doesn't no, happen no definitely when someone's watching we always fuck that one up <laughs> ah. Oh, I see if someone likes to play through, I can guarantee oh, that's going through. Oh. Someone's like, on you go, boys. I'm like, are you sure? No, no you're all right. <laughs> I'll just wait. <laughs> just you guys play on. Obviously, when you're such like really big into a sport, you have your idols and stuff like that. Is there anybody you'd love to have a round of golf with, like dead or alive, or even they don't play golf, just someone you'd like to have 18 holes with? Um, Obviously, Tiger Woods is like a massive thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we'll ever, ever play golf again but um he is like obviously he is golf really you know if, if someone mentions golf it's him that kind of um speaks about and I think him winning the Masters like two years ago um that was probably one one of the biggest highlights you know that you'll that we'll always remember you know that I think he had so many struggles for so long with injuries and then to come back and obviously win was amazing but mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he maybe has to be a robot to come back from this. I think, but uh, <laughs> I would, I would like love to play with him or just to meet him. Basically, would be for fi- even just for like five minutes would be unbelievable. Yeah. If anyone's going to come back, yeah, you can just <laughs> see it, can't you? Like another few years time, he wins it. Wins the Masters yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like it was so weird though because um, like during lockdown, I, I've like I had a project in my garage and I've put like a putting green and I got this guy to. Um, 
do graffiti in my garage and it was all tiger and like the next day he had this crash i was like oh god <laughs> <laughs> here have you seen tigers putting green in his house it's ridiculous uh, like, like pushes buttons and it like lifts and oh it's unbelievable that man's got <laughs> funny money like it's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure i think over his career he's probably won a billion or something <laughs> something insane like <laughs> So what I was asking, like, who you'd like to play with, what's the favourite course that you've ever played and what's your favourite type of course to play? Is it like links or is it like more inland kind of courses? Or um, So I would say Kings Barnes is obviously one of my favourites um, and obviously St Andrews just because it's the home of golf. You know, it's yeah. like I'm not going to say it's a, like a bad golf course, but it's not particularly hard, but it's just when you stand up on that first tee it's like oh my god this is amazing you know the, the people that have kind of been there and played there you can just kind of like it's I just it's weird you can't really explain it it's just like a, a feeling that you get when you're kind of standing there you're like wow this you know it's amazing but yeah King Barnes for me is um one of the best I've played and the best the ones that I kind of I like playing links I do I do like that but um I prefer inland when it's nice and sunny and there's no kind of wind or rain. Or... <laughs> I don't know. I quite like a lynx because when I shoot, it's like the red arrows. So it's like, you know, it gives you a little bit more forgiving nature, don't they? Go find your ball in the gorse course. <laughs> we'll need to take you to a hard lynx course, Keith. Yeah, I know. Come and play I played Trump and it's one of the hardest golf courses that I That was the best thing. What I've was your handicap that you said work. you had, Jordan, for that? I just... Was it 16 I said? I think you said 16. The boy's like, I watched a handicap. Jordan played like one round of golf with us. <laughs> God knows how long. Is it 16? I was getting a free round at Trump. I wasn't doing that. <laughs> I'd, have said I was, I'd have said I was scratched to get on there for a It tea. was the message in the group chat. You're like, what should I say about, what should I say about handicap is so they don't look that as shit? <laughs> It was just when I, I stood on the first tee and like the fairway is like mega thin and like felt like a mile away and I'm like, I'm going to have a bad day. <laughs> it's funny, like, I used to paddy there a bit and um, it's amazing like how many people like step up there and they go, right, I'm going to play off like black tees or whatever and you're like, you, you basically pick up their bag and you're like, all right, okay. Like by the, yeah. by the end of the round, they're like teeing off like the furthest forward one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Oh, oh, sorry, boys, it's me. Sorry, I was getting too involved in the story there. Uh, so, so you, I'm doing this a lot at the moment. <laughs> so obviously we're chatting about uh, people stepping up onto that first tee at Trump's, but... When you step up on the first tee, do you still get those first tee nerves then, like every time? Yeah, I think 100%. I think if you don't get nerves, like you don't care enough, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, I definitely get get the nerves. You know, I think I, I always say it's not like first tee nerves, it's first hole. And look, like once you get the first hole out the way, like yeah. then, then you kind of feel a bit and you can kind of relax a little bit. So as long as you kind of get that over and done with you can kind of relax a little bit i still i, I still get nerves like the whole way around really but mm-hmm. you know how to kind of control them and i think it would be this i don't know if you guys are the same you know like with ice hockey or whatever he's kind of as soon as you kind of get on that ice you're like right a little bit nervous and then once you're into the game or whatever you know you you start off and you're fine but yeah, yeah definitely yeah. getting that that first shift like not even that i think even just skating out sometimes the the like when we're warming up, I think with the lights off and everything. Just gotta make sure you don't bit. fall. No, I don't de- I definitely feel see that first shift. I almost feel sometimes I'm like I don't know how to play hockey when I'm in stand, when I'm in a goal. And then after when that, you're, like, it's when your legs like, are gone, like you've got like just jelly yeah, legs, you jelly like legs. you feel like you're not moving. Like it's oh it's awful. So so we kind of mentioned like being nerve-wracking or getting those nerves, what's kind of been the most nerve-wracking moment for you while playing? Um, I would say, so my best year on tour was 2018, and I was uh, a short a course record round a golf course in India, which is probably one of the hardest golf courses I've ever played. Um, so I was leading going into the last round, and I think probably that was probably the most nerve-wracking I think I've been. Um, just because I was kind of leading 
I was leading by four actually and ended up losing by one um, to finish second. But um, it kind of made me realise like what I needed to do to kind of compete every week, you know, and mm. um, I was actually proud of myself. I was like, I've actually like, I played decent. You know, was, it wasn't as if I'd thrown it away. It was the girl I played with was played unbelievable, you know, and um, definitely those, that was the most nerve-wracking thing I've been because it was such a hard golf course to try and lead. You know, going into the final round was, was quite tough. Do you find the likes of the harder the golf course, sometimes the more you, you've got to concentrate? Definitely. I think, like the, of, like you were saying, you know, like the tighter the fairways and the smaller the greens, I think the more you kind of can't make as many, like you can't get away with making as many mistakes as you probably could normally, you know. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, a, a golf course with more hazards and stuff like that definitely... Um, I feel like you've got to kind of, you can't kind of let yourself go anywhere. It's, it's an amazingly difficult game though, isn't it? Because out of so many shots, it can just be the difference between one or two bad ones. Out of yeah, like, like the hundred odd you're maybe going to take. You, know you definitely think... 100 odd yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah I said 100 odd there I was like wait a minute yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michelle's shooting 100 odd there's something wrong <laughs> I was thinking about my stats there but... I'm thinking I better give my sponsors their money back now <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I, I think obviously it's difficult you know because one day you can be amazing and the next day you can be like absolute shite you know and I think some a lot of people just don't understand like how you can be so good one day and then the next day you've lost it you know and I, um so I think yeah it's such a difficult game and I, I don't think people I think people underestimate it I think do you think that comes down to anything like is it just maybe your head on the day or you're just tired or I think loads of things really like you know you might not have slept properly you know you you're maybe nervous um, I think obviously with the, the more experience that you gain, I think the, the, the better you are at kind of controlling that. But um, I think it, it is tough. There is such fine margins in golf, isn't there? Because you when think you, about, like, I even think about in Aberdeen. Of, well, I think about the amount of golfers in Aberdeen, and there's obviously really good golfers in Aberdeen, but then they've not gone like pro. And it just yeah. fine margins to actually it, make it. It's very tough, you know, like. Like if, if you look at someone like Paul Laurie, who won the Open in 99 and he came from like 10 shots back because <laughs> the weather was so bad and then they got like, you know, Vandeville ended up taking his socks and shoes off and you think, well, if that didn't happen, you know, you know, that's... like, I'm used to this. I live in Aberdeen. It's shite. He's absolutely loving it. Um, but you just think like certain, certain things like that, you know, you're like, well, you know, if that guy didn't do that and if like, you know, it's 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 difficult. Like he wouldn't have won, or someone else would have won, and it wouldn't have been a playoff. And it's uh, there is a lot of good players in Aberdeen, you know, and um, I'm sure a lot like a lot more people will make it. Um, it's just uh, it's a it's a difficult game. Mm-hmm. I find it's a lot more. I find for us, for being shit golfers, I find it a lot more mental than anything else. Just. I, as soon as I get angry, I'm fucking done for that. <laughs> and so is your putter most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> or yours. Yeah, I haven't broke my or mine, yeah. <laughs> that actually moves us on quite nicely to the next question. So, like, playing around a golf with us can be quite comical. Um, we tend to lose our heads pretty easy, some more than others, myself. And too, even. too particularly. <laughs> <with others. laughs> um, like, what's the worst you've ever lost your temper on the course? And like if it does happen, what do you do to kind of get your head back in to like being focused? Um, so I've never I've never actually thrown a club. <laughs> You're missing out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have enough Stress. money to find every week. <laughs> um, the 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 most annoyed I think I get is I always tell my dad to watch his fingers because he's obviously like I have him as my caddy, and if like I love a slam in the club in the bag, so I always say like. Just out. <laughs> um, you know, there's nothing better than hearing your clubs rattling about when you just like, slap. <laughs> um, I love the odd swear word, but I've got to watch that there's no microphones or about. You know. um, but yeah, I think that's the most I kind of get angry. 
see when you say with your dad being your caddy do you find that quite was it quite strange to begin with or was it just quite natural obviously um, playing golf with him so dad's been like off off and on the bag for a few years now which is probably due to me because if something goes bad he's the first person I blame his favourite word is sorry. <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even his fault, but I'm just going mental with him. You know, um, it, it is a shame actually, but um, I don't find it too weird, you know, but sometimes it can be a bit, it's easy to blame a family member or someone that's close to you because you just find it easy to do it with them. But if it's like someone that's just a, a random or like one of your friends or whatever, you, you kind of, you don't really do that to them you know you, you blame yourself then but because it's my dad I'm like I told you it was a seven hour and it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting conversation around the dinner table that next night <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but I try, I try really hard like not to kind of take it out on him because I know it's not his fault you know but um, I think as I get older it's, I understand more that he's just trying to help and he um he doesn't charge me as much as other caddies. <laughs> 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 He's saying there as well, like, so you don't throw, yeah, but you've never thrown a club because you can't afford the fines every week. How how bad are the fines for throwing a club? Um, I actually didn't know what it is to throw a club, but um, there's certain fines that are like 500 euros for this, or like, you know, if, if your caddy doesn't break a bunker properly, it's like 500 euros. Fucking hell. Um, I'm pretty sure if you were to throw a club I think it would be in the thousands I think I'd be yeah. just as well you don't play pro Ewan <laughs> you'd have to win every single tournament you, pay and you played in just to pay off your fines you get fucking fined for swearing our course uh, our <laughs> fines around the course would be ridiculous yeah. was it last weekend Ewan was it first hole you threw your first club first hole yeah Chipping's usually my best thing, and I couldn't chip a ball worth of shit last week, so the fucking wedge just got launched. I don't know. I had enough on the first hole, and that just ruined my whole round. So, so before before Ewan finishes us off, I've just got to ask: Is there one thing you would kind of like if it's a beginner golfer, or even us? Or I wouldn't even call, I don't know if you call us beginners, but you are average, very very average amateurs. Which kind of tip you would give give us? Uh, I always tell people as long as you enjoy it that like that's the main thing you know but you can never get enough practice I think you know like for me I need to practice to obviously be better but um, some people are just talented but yeah I always say if you as long as you enjoy it you know everything else will come with it I'm going to give you a top tip Michelle play cat candid Oh no! Yeah, that. I, I play cat candid to try and beat it. Best out of thing ever. It was... It's the weirdest thing I've ever witnessed. It's like you're trying to strangle yourself when you swing. It's fucking ridiculous. Imagine if I could hit a ball if I held the club properly. Yeah. Our dad <laughs> hates it. Our dad used to try and beat him out of it. It was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> there is actually hilarious. a pro golfer who's up. He's cat candid. See, there you go. He is yeah, very no good. You, Callum. Yeah, ah, it's not me. Singular. All the rest ah. know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matty Smith, one of the guys we know, he's cat-handed and he plays off scratch. So, can't be all that bad. Well, you are, so. I am shit. So, we're going to try to get a little bit of a prediction out of you. Since the Masters is coming up this weekend, who do you think is going to pull the money out of the bag for that one? Um, I would love Rory to win, but I just can't see it. Um my prediction is John Ram. Oh, he just had a kid as well. He's going for the baby, isn't he? Yeah, well, I, I just saw a thing on Facebook that was saying that when Bubba Watson won it in 2012, he his wife gave birth the week before, and then Danny Willett was the same in 2016. So, my uh, good, good omen. Good yeah. Omen. And you've not had him graffitied onto your garage wall, so he's probably going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I would love Rory to win, though. That would that would top it for me. I think. Awesome. Nice. So Michelle, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been awesome having you on, and we wish you all the best for the the coming season. No, thanks for having me. Thank you very much for joining us. Take care. Thank you. Tranquility Base here. The eagle has landed. Big thanks to Michelle for joining the show. I thought that was a really good. That was a good one. That was a fun one. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. it. it the fuck a... are you laughing at, Junior? <laughs> Keith. 
He's <laughs> 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 giving a wee imitation of you fucking ended in the show there. Big thanks. <laughs> like Shut the fuck up, dickhead. <laughs> I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed speaking to Michelle. I think it gave us a, a deeper insight to the world of golf. Uh, yeah, she was actually. she was total she was total chill as well. Like yeah. That's yeah, like, like totally that. relaxed, didn't kind yeah. of hold back too much. It was it was good. It was nice. No, but it was good to hear a bit of the background with the golf. Considering the like golf. we play like well in the summer anyway, we play most weekends, or some of us play most weekends during the summer. So it's just nice to like kind of hear a little bit more about like day day life for them as such. Yeah, I did always kind of wonder. I'm like, do they just like practice constant? Because like no, they just well, do they just play golf? Yeah, they just <laughs> play golf constantly. Because like, I'm like four. I don't meet. Well, I'm assuming they probably go around in like two, two and a half hours. We would roughly. as well if we didn't have Keith. <laughs> <laughs> and practice swings on the a forty practice swings. <laughs> it's not the practice swing that Keith takes. It's the pause between his practice swing and actually hitting the ball. Nah. <laughs> practice swing, practice swing. All right, boys, what do you do? Two breaths and a swing. <laughs> Practice swing. That's two fucking big breaths. Aye, so did you see that on the TV that we get? <laughs> practice swing, practice swing. Aye, and you'll never guess what. <laughs> I get no, I easily distracted. It's good to know as well that even like she still gets nervous stepping up oh, to the 100%. first tee or like, and, and that she finds it better playing in amongst the crowd, whereas we absolutely hate playing in front of two people oh, that let's play through. God, I hate it. There's nothing more. <laughs> Well, I did kind of wonder, obviously, because it's just such a mental game, as in, like, you just, with your head and how you're thinking and going along those things. I kind of did wonder if it was better with, with or without. Part of me thought, oh, would it be better without? Then you've got no one, like, no, like what we're saying, you get you so nervous and you've got like, everyone howling and all the yeah. eyes. No, I could imagine if I take a shit shot and I'll be like, 40 ooh. eyes of me going, ooh, ooh, I just want to fuck me. Exactly, and then you're like, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> you know that that will be a 500 pound fine at the end of this round. <laughs> it definitely, oh, if any of us played golf, it would be freaking, I probably be get fined. I think it would, be, it would be Happy Gilmore. We'll yeah. 110% be taking our offer up of joining us for a game of golf. Yeah, definitely. It would be, and that, like, that would be awesome because I'd love to just be able to get a few tips. To I'd love to just see if she actually we can... hit a fucking ball straight. <laughs> I'm more interested in to see if we can make her lose her head and throw her club for the first time. Just fucking jiggling the chains in your pocket while you she's will not make this put. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's kind of it's kind of hard to get angry when you're laughing so much though. Which, I know. That's, that's the I point. I get so angry awesome. when I start laughing because I'm angry. Because <laughs> when I get angry, you all start laughing. And then I fucking get pissed off even more and then laugh at you guys. It's fucking annoying. Be- the best one was the, that round that we played at the weekend. And you, you took your chip shot, launched your wedge, and then had to go walk after it because you still needed it. That was the best <laughs> bit. <laughs> and then I just picked the ball up and went to the second tee. How many clubs is it you broke, Junior? Uh, one. You've no, I broke a whole one. one time. No, you snapped your wood round a I tree. I snapped my wood no, round was... my neck and burst my hand. It was me that snapped my wood round a tree. I snapped oh, it yeah, my neck yeah. and burst my hand. And then you I broke my putter. Fucking... I broke Keith's putter. I broke irons. You broke your bag. Broke my... <laughs> I think the best yeah. one was when we were, we were, we were on like the ninth. Uh, it was on the one when he almost course. lost his club in the gorse yeah. bush. So he took his swing. I don't think you were there, Jordan. <laughs> he took his swing, hit the ball, and I think he's like sliced it or something. And he had like a couple of bad holes before it. And on, like, as he'd followed through, hit the ball, he then took an extra backswing and just let go. And it went into the gorse bush behind you. And he was like, fuck it. I'm just going like to leave a it. Huge big bush. Like, Literally it took him like 10 minutes to find it. He had the cl- no, I found it because you, well, you was like, it, yeah. I'm, I was, I was I'm fucking not fucking bothered. It. He was having a week. <laughs> I think it's fair to say, Junior, you should not play golf. You just I think it's fair to say that sport. I might have anger issues. <laughs> I was I was giving you the benefit of the doubt there and just say don't play golf. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm a lot better than what I used to be. Callum used to be fucking terrible. That's saying something. That's yeah. saying. Anyway, boys, you know what time it is. Salad dressing. So starting us off with game of the week, we've got Junior. What have you got for us? Uh, this week I'm going to go for Horizon Zero Dawn. It's an open world RPG made by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, it's Nobody seven. gives a fuck who it's made by. Fuck you. 
It's set in the 31st century <laughs> where the world's overgrown and is dominated by machines that look like fucking dinosaurs. And it's one of my favorite games. It's one of it's, it, oh, it's awesome. It's such an awesome, awesome game. It's, it's so much fun. It's the, the, the missions are amazing. The colors of the game are amazing. It's just it, the story is the story is decent as well. Yeah. Was this the one that I picked out of your cupboard the other day and you told me that I didn't have enough attention span to play? <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself. It's like a it's like a 26 to 30 hour game. That's why it's not in your attention span. But it's also because it's open world, you can just Yeah, you would just go around and fucking funny about GTA. shit. And you, but, what is it? And you end up you end up being like smart enough to be able to ride to, some of the machines. Ride the robots and uh, yeah, control them with your your um your, but it's your, like your mind piece. Bow and arrow, isn't it? Yeah, it's bow and, and arrow, you've got it's and it's like very, you're trying to hit certain targets on the machines because that's the things that like it's like it's set in the 31st century but because it's like a post-apocalyptic type thing it's oh, like oh, 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 first oh, time oh, this week boys that's episode 10 going back to episode one it's it's set like your your the people are like back to primal times where it's like spears bow and arrows and stuff like that yeah it's but a super it's like, a fantastic game and really good story and then new ones coming out on the uh, 2022 early 22 yeah so it'll be at least it'll be made for the next gen as well yeah yeah cool right moving on now to movie and series of the week we've got our boy keith you got what you got for us so i picked uh, godzilla versus kong the king of the monsters is back boys um Rawr. so <laughs> Rawr. so it was just a, a straight to um kind of tv release obviously cinemas are closed uh, differing views on this one um, as the title suggests it's Godzilla versus King Kong uh, two of the, the last monsters left in the monster verse um, uh, the storyline the plot of it we bit thin uh, I would say most of the parts that involved humans were pretty awful but uh, all the parts where there was big monsters punching each other in the faces were absolutely brilliant just imagine uh, like fucking the, you're just CGI and stuff like that was it was incredible, but the plot was a bit. Do you gappy. think? Do you think if you were going to see it in like 4DX, it'd be unreal? Yeah, I think it's oh, it'd a be unreal. I mean, movie. it definitely wasn't a bad film to watch. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on in it, and as I say, the the fight sequences between the big monsters were ace. Have any used guys going to see in 4DX? Yeah, mm-hmm. I went to see John like Wick a- three, and it is possibly the best cinema experience I have ever had. I, I went and like seen comes out like the bottom of the seats and all that sort. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. You, but it it's almost nuts. like, oh, like almost like a roller coaster. I mean, yeah. But I I went and seen Ready Player One. Oh, that would have been good. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's all about yeah. like basically. Well, we, we were a bit. I didn't actually realize we were going to see it, and we went in. I went in with my pals, and we we're like, "Oh, we'll go see John Wick nine o'clock." And we went in, the guy was like, you do know this is in 4DX? I was like, oh. <laughs> and like, I was a bit hungover and we'd just eaten quite a lot. And <laughs> I was like, this could go really badly. And we were sitting in it and the trailer starts and they give you a wee sample in the trailer of the movements. And I just turned to my buddy and I was like, oh no, this isn't going to be good. Oh, yeah. And it was incredible. <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. You were just getting chucked about because there's so much action going on in the John Wick films as well. It was mental. I yeah, like how I Keith's been it. saying Godzilla versus Kong's the movie of the week, but he spoke more about John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Godzilla versus Kong, really good film. They start fighting each other, they become friends, they fight giant robot Godzilla. Uh, fight scenes between monsters, incredible human <laughs> stuff. Not so good. The whole movie. <laughs> the whole movie. So need to watch that now. Thank you very much. Spoiler. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not really a spoiler because it just kind of comes out of nowhere. It's not if you've watched. Well, it is a spoiler because if it comes out of nowhere, then we wouldn't know. (laughs) Well, no, like, well, it's been in the old films. Yeah, if you watch the old films from. Um, But like in in the film itself, like it's just like, and here's Robot Godzilla. Like there's there's like it's a weird build up to it. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's just like Godzilla and Kong are fighting. They don't really like each other. Uh, and then all of a sudden, giant robot Godzilla. Like Godzilla one of these things, like who's this guy coming to fight us? Yeah, Get, yeah. We're, we're the ones fighting. And then and King Kong just like that stuff. Mon, you you and then and then they have like a wee like Fast and Furious Seven moment at the end. You know when they like drive off in different directions uh, with like Wiz Khalifa playing in the background. And, you and had Godzilla started just, to sell this to me, but you've just him, fucking ruined it. Gives him gives him the wee nod and jumps in the sea. <laughs> anyway, you remind you remind me of a question. I'm going to ask at the end of the salad dressings but i'll leave it till then right anyway moving on album of the week is 
me this week. So I'm going with a band called Stornaway. So this album, it's called Beachcombers Windowsill. It came out in 2010. So it's a it's a good good oh, uh, good bit old older. But uh, it's a totally chilled out uh, album. Like I'm trying to think who's kind of like it's a bit almost like a chilled out Mumford and Sons, but I would say it's better. You can really chill about Mumford and Sons. Yeah, so like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, so this tells you how chilled there is. It's like just sitting, no, if you're like just chilling in the garden, just chilling, doing something. If you were doing nothing, relaxing, this is an awesome album just to chuck on. And if like you're stressed out at work or anything like that, just chuck this album on. Is it good to have a cry to? Yeah, it's a, no, I wouldn't say a cry, (laughs) but it's a proper like zen album. Mm -hmm. Like it just settles you and you just kind of, Take a deep breath and go, ah. But it's really like this. Ah. Sorry, I didn't quite catch that. <laughs> ah. I was expecting a hand. Go One more time. <laughs> <laughs> no, like if you're stressed out or whatever, chuck this on. Because the songs are awesome as well. They're really good songs. So that's my album of the week. Go and check out. Because I don't think any of you boys have probably heard them either. No, definitely oh, not. Go check, go check them out. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on to restaurant of the week. It's kind of partially all of ours, but we'll we'll let you lead the way, Luby. Yeah. So we've kind of picked this one as a collective after our cycle that we had at the weekend. So when we headed out to Bankry, we needed a little pit stop for something to eat, and uh, Borderline have moved out to to Bankry just as you come in, and they've got this little cool cafe. Obviously, we couldn't go in because of COVID, so they're serving from the windows, and it's called Ride Cafe. Um, it was busy. Yeah, it was yeah. heaving. It, Which it was, good to see. It was, it was fucking good to freezing see. as well, and it was still heaving. It was really good. So like, <laughs> just generally, like, good cafe food, like bacon and sausage, softies, paninis, toasties. I think they had burgers and stuff as well on the board. Yeah. And cakes. Um, and cakes. I had a cake. It was fantastic. Um, and the prices as well. Yeah, the prices were really cheap. pretty good, actually. Good, yeah. good prices yeah. and good food. For what you were getting... Yeah, oh, usually, that that yeah. that bear. You usually almost double that. Yeah, uh, black pudding and egg uh, roll that I had that ended up all over the shop because I bit into the egg and it exploded. Most of it, most of it went down your sleeve. At least the wind didn't blow yours off the table. I like it. But yeah, so that's that's what we've kind of picked up as, as a collective is Ride Cafe and Bankery. It's yeah. small, local, independent. So go support when you can. Check them out. Yeah. Right. Before before we finish off, I was meant to ask this earlier, but you kind of reminded me there, Keith, when we were speaking about. I was this. talking about Robot Godzilla. Robot Godzilla. And we're oh talking God, about Godzilla. cinema. And I'm very like interested to see what this question is going to be. <laughs> no, what, what I'm going to ask, because one thing I'm actually looking forward to when we actually right into the sunset and we're free to do whatever the fuck we want now i'm looking forward to actually going back to the cinema and seeing stuff and especially because last time i was at the cinema we weren't able to go to 4dx because jade was pregnant so she wasn't obviously allowed to go to the cinema because of the shaking and all this stuff so i'm looking forward to being able to actually go and watch a movie go 4dx do all that stuff date nights and all this one thing i was going to ask you boys once we're free and able to do something. What's one thing you really are looking forward to being able to do? I'm going to lick all the door handles and banisters I possibly can. <laughs> the most hygienic cunt in the group is going to do that. <laughs> I shake somebody's I can tell you right now, you'd go and stick your tongue out, you'd get within a mill of this door handle, and you'd be like, no, nah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Feels on the spot. I think it'd be nice just to sort of meet your mates in a pub and not have to like worry about being freezing the whole time and scan a fucking QR code. Yeah, and I yeah, I think I'm just looking forward to just just general a bit bit of freedom. Nothing in particular. Just in general, like anything or like as in like like something maybe even something that you've missed that you've just not been able because one thing like cinemas you've just not it came back for about a week, but even then like. No getting really going. absolutely shit-faced and losing <laughs> the plot in underground dance floor. <laughs> then proceeding to walk home. Yeah, and then walk home. Well, with a kebab. Pished. Yeah. Mm. Concerts, live music. Live music yeah. and getting pished yeah. with the boys. At least you picked a half-decent one. There you go. It wasn't, wasn't just a standard run of the mill. Oh, we got pished. 
No, have a pint with the boys, listen, have a foot tap with live music. Yeah, yeah, that is another thing. Gigs, man. Oh. Just just live music. I, I, I want to get back in Malone's. Malone's, that's live music in Malone's. Live Malone's that's actually what I'm very much looking forward to on a very, very, very serious note. Nice cold pint of Guinness, live music. Let me Guinness up your ass. <laughs> I had to ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, that'll, that'll do it. So that was my question. So, right, that'll uh, round up. Round up today's podcast, boys, will it? Hi. 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 Right, so we'll catch you all for episode 11 when we'll be sitting down with Grant Skeen and Duncan Petrie of, I don't know if I'm going to butcher this, but Tixale Rugby Club. I'm, I'm assuming that's how you Yeah, I'm glad, it. I'm glad you had to read it because I wasn't looking forward <laughs> to that. We'll ask, we'll ask them when they come on. But yeah, anyway, so we'll, we'll love you and leave you. Yeah, catch you later, right, guys. Bye. Bye.